Tackling Britain's Fiscal Debacle, May the 7th, 2009. In 2010, according to the European Commission's latest forecasts, the UK government will be spending 52.4% of gross domestic product, but receiving just 38.7% of GDP in revenue. It will, as a result, have a gigantic general government deficit of 13.8% of GDP. Worse, the UK's cyclically adjusted deficit will be 12.2% of GDP, it estimates. These are numbers one would only expect in a time of war. Only five of the 27 members of the European Union are forecast to have a higher share of public spending in GDP than the UK in 2010. Sweden, 57.3%, Denmark, 57%, France, 56.4%, Finland, 54.3%, and Belgium, also 54.3%. But only six EU members will have a lower revenue share than the UK. Romania, 33.3%. Ireland, 33.5%. Slovakia, 34.1%. Lithuania, 34.8%. Latvia, 36.2%. And Spain, 37.3%. Just one member will have a bigger fiscal deficit than the UK. Ireland on 15.6%. The forecast deterioration in the UK government's fiscal balance of 11.1% of GDP between 2007 and 2010 is also the fourth largest in the EU after Ireland, 15.8%, Latvia, 13.2%, and Spain, 12%. How then did this fiscal debacle occur? The answer lies far more in spending, forecast to jump by an astounding 8.4% of GDP between 2007 and 2010, than revenue, forecast to shrink by a far more modest 2.6% of GDP. What makes the UK's rise in government spending as a share of GDP puzzling is that the decline in GDP itself is not exceptional. The Commission forecasts the decline of UK GDP at 3.8% this year, slightly less than for the EU and the Eurozone, both of whose economies are expected to shrink by 4%. In 2010, the UK economy is forecast to grow by 0.1%, again slightly better than the EU and the Eurozone, both on minus 0.1%. The painful conclusion must be that the UK has lost control over public spending. It has to get it back again. Whether they like it or not, UK voters will have to elect a government willing to achieve this end. Government solvency is at stake. The next government will, as a result, find itself in a war of attrition with its own servants. If David Cameron leads the Conservatives to victory, as many expect, he will have to be tougher even than Margaret Thatcher, elected Prime Minister three decades ago. It is possible, of course, that a powerful recovery alone will do the trick. 
In the budget, however, the Treasury concluded that the UK had suffered a permanent loss of 5% of GDP as a result of the crisis, while trend growth was now 2 and 3/4%. The Treasury also assumes the output gap, a measure of excess capacity, will peak at 5% of GDP and then slowly disappear. It would be highly irresponsible to plan public finances on the assumption that the economy will soon return to the level and assumed growth of the pre-crisis era. Indeed, I share the view advanced by Robert Choate, director of the Institute for Fiscal Studies, in a recent study that the UK had an unsustainable boom. A part of the economy was simply an illusion. It is possible to argue. that since the british now spend like the french they should pay taxes like the french but that would mean a huge increase in taxation perhaps of as much as 10% of gdp while some increase in tax rates will be inescapable to bring the ratio back to where it was before the crisis the british are not going to accept such a vast increase in the tax burden nor is it reasonable to assume that such huge deficits can be run for long without risking big jumps in interest rates the treasury forecasts a rise in public sector net debt from 36.5% of gdp in 2007-08 to 76.2% in 2013-14 it is likely to end up considerably higher a prudent government would not only wish to halt this rise but also to reverse it to renew the fiscal flexibility it is now using up so government spending will have to be cut down to size according to the ifs the government has penciled in the tightest spending plans over a 7 year period since the years between april 1985 and march 1992 a 0.1% annual average real increase from 2011-12 to 2013-14 followed by a possible 0.5% annual real increase in current spending for a further 4 years this is the least that has to be achieved given the dire starting position in effect government spending may have to be stagnant in real terms for almost two successive parliaments This is what happens to a country that has not only spent freely but now finds itself far poorer than it had hoped. It is clear what this must mean. A sustained freeze in the pay bill, decentralized pay bargaining, employee contributions to public pensions and a pruning of benefits. It is obvious too that this will mean massive and painful conflict between governments and public workers hitherto the vastly increased levels of government borrowing have concealed the true extent of this crisis but these deficits will have to be eliminated the bulk of the action will also have to come from control over public spending the next prime minister is likely to end up quite as hated as margaret thatcher was but as she liked to say there is no alternative the unsustainable cannot endure if uk policymakers do not take the needed decisions willingly markets will surely force them upon them